This is the G220 effect. We're bringing to you God, unadulterated word, full with the effectual, full with the electual, full. I'm just speaking, I'm just talking crazy. But we here bringing the word of God strictly from the heart of God through our mouths in your ear in Jesus name. Get that. Oh, it sounds like you you starting to rap. You <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. It sounds like you're in the booth and it's you're getting ready good. to give us a little freestyle. Maybe I was. You know, you know, you know. I used to dip and dive a little bit in a little freestyle. You want me to hit one for you? No, I'm good. You <laughs> <laughs> be right out. You know, you you jump right in. You get you jump right out in the water and then you get through right out, through right back in. That's crazy. <laughs> but we're here live again, bringing you the word of God like we do, like we do. Amen. It's so exciting to be back here again with another word every week. I mean, we get to share the word of God. We get to share what the Lord has been speaking to us through his Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And we're so excited for as as always. I mean, we are excited if you we actually have a podcast. So if you haven't checked us out, we have we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube, Facebook. A little bit on Instagram, Patreon, check us out. We would love just that support and feedback just to know that you guys are hearing what we're talking about and maybe have some comments or maybe have some things that the Holy Spirit has been sharing with you regarding maybe some of the topics that we talk about. But we do have a topic that we talked about being excited about Jesus. Yeah. And that's why every time we come on here, we always say we're excited. We're excited. We're excited because truly we are living in in the Holy Spirit, enjoy peace and love in him. And it's such an exciting life. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you're led by the Spirit, life is exciting. It is not boring. It is full of adventure and full of uh, just surprises because yeah. God is just ever showing us his goodness, ever showing us his love because our eyes are open to see it and our ears are open to hear him. And you know what's funny about that? The words say that we are living epistles read by men, meaning that it should be exciting to know that somebody's watching your life and they want to be just like you. And so in your endeavor to be like Jesus, they want to be like you. And so in that sense, they want to be like the Jesus they see in you. You know, I remember an old song that they used to sing in the church. It's the Jesus in me. It's the Jesus in you. So easy. Yeah, it is so easy to love. And that was the end of the song. It's so easy to love. Yeah, because guess what? We got Jesus, the one who loves us, the one who was sent to die for us, the one that God said in John 3, 16. You know, I send my son in the world, my only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so that's awesome. But on the other side of life, there's this thing that we know that we all must face at the end. And that's death. <laughs> Your transition was just like, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have life, but, you know, there's yeah. also death. <laughs> Piece the two together, right? <laughs> but in the Lord, we're still excited. 
excited even when we hear that word death and what makes us different? What makes believers different? When we hear that word death, we don't go, oh man, you went from happy to sad. No, Uh. (laughs) there's no sadness in death except that that sin that brings death, that's actually sad because then you lose out on the things that God has for you. But I'm talking about that death that's just dying to something. Man, that's exciting in the word of God. Anytime we see a, a, a death of a thing, it's always a beginning of something else. I always like this scripture in Jeremiah too. And it's just this visual of God saying that I'm going to, I have to destroy in order to plant, you know, he has to bring down things in order for him to redo something. It's the same as us. When we receive Christ, what happened? We had to die to ourselves and then we had to live in Christ. So it is, it is exciting. That transition was actually exciting for a believer. <laughs> but if somebody heard that, like, oh, this joy in the Lord, oh, but death. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm constantly reminded right now when you're talking, it, the, the scripture that talks about put on the new man. And, you know, so when you put on something new, that means that old thing got to go. So how can, so let's, tr- let's just go here. So I'm going to put on something new on top of some old. <laughs> so what, what would that, what would happen? So if I put on old clothes, right, and then I put new clothes on top of it, that means I'm going to be extra heavy, you know? I'm going to be heavy because these clothes are making me heavier. But just naturally, what happens, though, when you try to put on old clothes and you look in the mirror, what do you see? You're like, oh, man, I probably wore these a lot. You know, I've had this for five years, so I've probably worn this a lot now. But I got that new fit right there. You know, maybe I should take this off and put the new fit on and see how I look. So you take off the old and you put on the new and you're like, man, this looks so much better. It feels so much better. And, you know, my body ain't the same as it was five years ago. Tell so, me yeah, about it, brother. You know, Tell me so about it. So, you know, it. so this new fit feels good. So it's the same as when we're in Christ, you know, when we die to ourselves. you know, we begin to put on that new man. And that new man is in Christ. So that's the thing that looks good, you know. And so death might not always look that bad, you know, so. Amen. So we just, uh, today, actually, the topic is, are you afraid to die? Part two. Ooh, it's a two? (laughs) It's a second edition? It's a second one. So if you didn't listen to the first one, go ahead and check us out. Like I said, we're on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon. Go and check us out and just check out this episode. Are you afraid to die? And it is, it, it's so awesome because we, we really talk about don't be afraid to die as a believer. We yeah. talked about, you know, how we have life in Christ, eternal life in Christ. Eternity is way, way outlasting then uh, is, is that a, a real word? Um, sometimes I sometimes I make up my own words. It lasts longer <laughs> <laughs> than uh, uh, what we see in the temporary, which we know that this body has to die, you know? And yeah. so a lot of people are in torment as a reason of thinking about death, and they start to be tormented by that fear of yeah. death. I'm yeah. afraid to die. I'm afraid to die. And that's one thing that we must remember, that fear has been done with. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't have to fear. The only fear we should have is reverence for God and not to fear uh, um, anything else.
else, but we'll we'll get into that and we're gonna talk about well, that. Well, when when you just said fear, though, that part we dealt with that in that first one. Yeah. And I I know we dealt with that heavenly because the fear brings that torment. And you know what? The God God always has a ram in the bush, so to speak, with that because when you talk about fear bringing torment, God always has the answer of what 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 can what can cancel out fear. And He said in His Word, perfect love cast out fear. And so if we know perfect love, which is God's love for us, then we know that fear has to go. But if we're still wrestling with fear, that means we're not wrestling or we're not standing in God's perfect love. (laughs) And so and that's the that's the part right there. So if I'm dying, right, and I'm dying daily, I'm getting to know God's perfect love. Right. Yes. And so what happens with my fear that torments me? What happens when it when I'm when I'm noticing the perfect love of God? You know, it, it has to start moving out of the way, you know, because God is like, oh, you know what? I love you. I love you. I died for you. I went, I went, I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. To show you I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, 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 you, uh, you condemning yourself? Guess what? I still love you, but come out of that condemnation, though. You know, and so what happens when we have fear? It, it, that means something's there that is not supposed to be there. Maybe it's unbelief. Maybe it's some yeah. maybe it's some things that, you know, I really don't believe God loves me that much because I just did this yesterday. Or oh, I don't really know if my uh my eternity is secured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh I don't uh, know what's gonna happen after I die. <laughs> and so we're doing the funny voices, but it's funny though. it's funny because you, it, that's when you get intellectual, you start to get that straightforward voice when you're like, you know, well, uh Maybe God does love me, but I know he hates my sin. So I'm sinning. So does God partially love me? So so before we even get into that, <laughs> let's just let's just talk about natural death real yeah, quick so yeah. that we can even expound on that a lot more. So natural death, I looked up the definition for death and it pretty much like surrounded the same definition. It says a permanent cessation, so a permanent stopping of all vital biological functions. And it said the end of life. So naturally it's telling us that the our our biological functions, what our brain, our heart, all of that just stops, right? All our vital organs, our kidneys, everything that functions to allow this body to be comes to a total halt and stop and therefore you're dead so is it like freeze tag when you get tagged you just stop like uh i can't move (laughs) that's funny (laughs) but it's funny because you said it's just a complete stop it's a complete stop and tag (laughs) freeze don't you touch me Don't you touch me. I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's he just tapped me on my shoulder. I'm like, nah, we ain't playing that game. No. But it's a cessation and a stop of all the biological functions. And and when that happens, we see that this body, you know, and 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 I always share this. I think I've shared this on a past uh uh, uh recording that we've had, talking about just seeing, you know, I I've work in the medical field and just seeing someone come from talking to you perfectly fine. And then either they go into cardiac arrest and you just see life leaving that person. And the, and probably after we tried to resuscitate for a little while or however long we do and, and still nothing happens. And then a few minutes later, that person that I saw that was talking to me might've been in distress, but they were talking to me. 
Now we just zip that ba- that body up in a bag, and it's just waste now. It's like hazardous mat- material. Mm. And it's like the thought of that really sobered my mind that, man, this body is just a shell. But there's a spirit within that, that shell mm. that still lives on. And so that's what we're going to really discuss. But we wanted to give that kind of like natural understanding to what some people see know or hear or think of when they think of the word death they just think oh my goodness this it's the end of me and i don't know what's to happen next so there's a fear that's associated with that yeah it is so the fear is usually the fear of the unknown of what's going to happen on the other side right and people have, have, have come up with all kinds of uh, uh, what do you call it? They've come up with all kinds of ideas of what's going to come happen when you die. You know, what I mean? you you, know you're going to get reincarnated into a cat. Well, you got purgatory where you sit for some months now. I don't know if it's months <laughs> or days or years, but you sit and you wait, you know, your stuff being worked out until you get your pass, you know, and you, I don't get it, but I, I understand, you know, you got that. And you have like the feeling of guilt. And I've also uh, worked where, uh, in hospice, where I've actually seen, uh, you know, people transition, as they call it, people transition. And there's that fear of like, man, uh, I, I didn't do this, so I should have done this, so I should have did this, so I should have talked to this person, I should have apologized, I should have done all these things. So that's another fear that's associated with yeah, that. Yeah. You know, a fear of being unfulfilled. Oh, man. Maybe I should have lived my life a little more free. Maybe I should. I mean, there's n- there's no one who can tell you. That's why they call it the bucket list, right? <laughs> All these things that you should do before that time comes, you know, so you can live your best life. Yeah. <laughs> and also just condemnation. And, you know, you know, condemnation is the place where, you know, uh, you know, I'm not worthy or or I'm not good enough. Or I've never been good enough. You know, I make mistakes all the time. You know, uh, I, I just I just couldn't get it right. I just and it leads to all these different things. Feeling guilty. It leads to uh, the fear of the unknown. It leads to the the feeling unfulfilled. So so condemnation is that part right there that causes us to to feel all these different things. But it's always unworthy is the biggest place right there. Where God counted us worthy, we feel unworthy because condemnation. Yeah. And so we know that condemnation doesn't come from God. It comes straight from our heart and straight from the author of it, the author of sin. And so when sin comes, guess what it does? It condemns us. Yeah. It condemns us to death. So guess what? You know, on the other side, God God just said, I just want you to live life and yes. life abundantly. Because I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, right? Yeah. That's John 10, 10. Yeah. We all know that scripture. And I know we've read it before. You know, Jesus is reminding us that, you know, there will be trials. There will be tribulations. But, you know, be, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. That's another promise he gives us in John 16, 33. Yeah. You know, that you be of good cheer in this life have be blessed be merry like live your life through me and you know that you're already the moment you step into christ your freedom should begin you're no longer yoked to fear and all these other things you should know your bag is secured your future bag is secure you know the one thing that god said in the beginning he said be fruitful and multiply but i'm not talking about the multiply part he said be fruitful 
And so what does being fruitful look like if we're living this life and eventually going to die? You know, being fruitful means that, you know, what's the fruit of the spirit? Joy, peace, temperance, you know, meekness and all those different things. So he's saying live that way, you know, and you'll you'll be fulfilled. And yes. so you won't have to worry about being unfulfilled because guess what? All those things you fear, you've already canceled them out because you did exactly what God said. Live by the fruits of the spirit. And so... Those things that, that bring fear, they're null and void. Amen. So so we just see um, here, we talked a little bit about how you just see that this body is just a shell, you know, and Genesis 2-7 gives us that example. We always yeah. use Genesis 2-7 because it's it's wonderful to hear this. And, and Steve is going to read it for us. Yeah, I just was waiting. I got my hands clamoring together to read this. Genesis 2 and 7, let's follow. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And that's it right there. That that, that So he took just that dirt and he made it into a body and then he breathed his breath of life into it. And that's what I, I was using as an example to say that I've seen someone talking to me one minute and the next minute we're just zipping up a bag. So there is life and that life comes from God. So all these ideas that people have, all these, you know, the Bible helps us to, to see that. That's, this is why we as believers must stay in our word and not get answers from philosophy. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with reading. There's nothing wrong with uh, just hearing other perspectives. But your greatest perspective should be the word of God. Yes. And just hearing what the Lord is saying about how we were created and how he breathes life into us. So now knowing that. My faith is in the one who breathed life into me and made me come alive, not just be a shell that I could have been just a shell, but he breathed his life and my organs, my vital organs started to work. And you know, what's funny. We, we are the very representation of his imagery. You know, he said, I created man in my image and in my likeness. So guess what? You look exactly, you operate probably exactly the way he wants you to operate and how he designed you to operate. And so when fear comes in, you stop actually responding and operating the exact way he, he made you. You start operating out of, uh, uh, of stress. You start operating out of tension. You start operating out of all these things, unpaid, being impatient and doing things uh, that, that you don't have any, have any uh, answer for. You're just doing it, just doing it to be doing it because guess what? Fear has, overtake, has overtaken you. And, and that's what we're talking about. Two things here. Are you afraid to die? So fear that's associated with that. We all know that fear is not of God, you know, and, and, and death. And we know that death is not something that's just natural, that we have all these fears associated with it because we're looking at it in a natural sense. But when we look at it in a spiritual sense, we know that we have eternal life. And so because people are so afraid to die... They start to live a limited life. Like Steve was saying, I just like 
live this little limited life because I'm so afraid. And then they self-preserve. The one thing God never wanted us to do, to care about me, me, me. I'm going to take care of myself because I can't. Right. (laughs) I can't. He gave me dominion. He gave me authority over the things of this earth. He gave me all these things to tend to and and to, to, to enjoy. And so he never really created me to be someone who just says, oh, I'm going to stay in one spot and I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, I'm just going to preserve my own self and he's like no just trust me and we'll walk through this together and I'll teach you and I'll give you wisdom to name these animals to name these fruits to do this to to know where to go to know you know what to do next to rely on me so not to self-preserve your own life and in this we become our own masters Mm. and we serve ourselves and that's a dangerous place to be you know how that looks serving yourself it's all me. It's about me. Everything has, my opinion matters. You know, you got to listen to me. It, well, I know what's right. You know, I, 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 I. It's built in and it just worked with just me. You know, it, it, it don't start with you. It ends with me. Come on now. And we all know that the Bible tells us that you can't have two masters. Now, you can't serve two masters. That, that There's going to be a problem. One's going to have to drop down. One's going to have to fail. You cannot <laughs> serve two masters. So you can't be trying to, Serve yourself and serve God at the same time. It won't work. One, you have to surrender your, your whole self so that you can fully come into that death that Jesus says, you know, you have to die to yourself. And, and, and it's a daily process. It's not just one time. You have to give up your selfish ambitions and, and your desires and the things that you think are right and, and look at my word and begin to serve what the word says. He's a great yeah, master. Yeah. Oh, I know that that probably ruffles people's fr- feathers right there to say that he's a great master. <laughs> I ain't calling nobody no master. <laughs> but it's in the word. It's in the yeah, word. And I pray yeah. that the Holy Spirit will give you the interpretation of what that really means, the understanding of that word. What does it mean that, you know, Jesus is 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 our, our greatest master? Like, what does it mean that God God is our, Jesus is our king. What does that mean? And and really get that understanding because when you do, man, you're going to be excited that you know that truth because yeah. it's going to make you free. Yeah, and you have to be patient because, you know, the word says being patient. Patient is a virtue that I must desire. And what I mean by that is to get to know God. It, 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 it doesn't require anything of you just but time and just uh, a relationship with him. And so when you live a life in a relationship with God, you're not worrying about the things that's going to happen in this life because guess what? You are fixated on knowing and wanting to see him and meet him exactly in the in, in exactly how he is. And so when we continue on the road of of mastering ourselves, we tend to lose ourselves. You know, we tend to lose ourselves and we tend to be swayed by any and everything. And so if we look at the world today, you know, if if we really put forth the effort to know God, to know God and to know Jesus, you know, we, we know that J word. You can't pretty much say that J word too much just these days. But when you say Jesus, that's the name that has power for us, because guess what Jesus did? Jesus took all sickness, all manner of disease, and he put it on himself and carried it on his back and got on a cross and died for us. And so. Think about that. That name has power. So if, 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 if this name is in this world, people don't want you to say it, 
because it's so powerful. It's bigger than their own name, and their name, they can't no longer master themselves when the name of Jesus pops in there. And so they got to, it's a conviction that happens when you hear the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is powerful. And so that's why when we talk about death and we, we talk about how we know Jesus, we already know what's final. Did you see what happened to Jesus after he died? What happened? What was the next step after Jesus died? He rose on the third day. Hallelujah. And so the Bible said he rose with all power. So that's why we don't fear death because he said, just like me in this world, so shall you be. So death is not, I'm going to ask you this. So is death the final for a believer? Is death final for a believer? Because we read the definition of, of, of death and it said it's the end of life. So it's the finality of life. So, so I'm asking you, Steve, is death final for a believer? Death's not final. <laughs> it's not final for a believer, right? No. And, and it says in John 5, 24, uh, most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. What a great exchange, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amen. That is, uh, that is the scripture we always... Always on, on, on here, we ask you to open up your word, get in the word and, and, and read your word and, and read with us, read along with us, highlight these scriptures. And maybe the Holy Spirit is giving you more scriptures and just uh, to study and to see, because there are many that talk about us passing from death into life. And then the next scripture we have is Matthew 25 and 41. And it reads as follows. Then he will also say to those on the left hand. Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So here we, we're talking about, you know, the, the, the two differences. One is passing yeah. on into eternal life. And the other one is passing on to eternal uh, damnation, I guess. And, and we're not even going to sugarcoat that. That's the word. So do, are you sure where you're going? Are you sure about your eternal life? But I, I just want to say this, though. Just for you to know that hell wasn't meant for you. It wasn't meant for us. It was meant for the angels who, who disregarded the fact that God was God. You know, and we know we can speak of one angel that did that, and we know that's Satan. But we, we speak right now that heaven wasn't meant for you, but because we made decisions. Heaven because was we, meant for I mean, you. I, I mean, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Heaven's meant for you. But we know that, that, that hell wasn't meant for us because... But it, 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 we, because we made decisions, we made, we made, made decisions and we followed after certain things, we followed after our flesh more than anything, then that's the reason why we can say now that you, if you ain't living right, you ain't getting hold of that scripture, you ain't getting hold of that word, you ain't getting hold of Jesus, then that's what's there waiting Yes, and, and, and like I said, we're not going to sugarcoat the word. The only way to Jesus, the word tells us, I mean, the only way to the Father is through the Son. That is the only way. There's no 5,000 other doors that you can go through. There's no, whoa, oh, whoa, I whoa, live whoa. my life right, and, and you know, I, I'm nice to people, I'm good to people. No, I, and we're saying this because we don't want you to have the fear of dying yeah. because if the word is telling us that you have eternal life. So pick one. Which way do you want to go? And the only way to the eternal life is through Jesus Christ. So that good you said, that good right there. I just want to mention this. The word says that our righteousness is like filthy rags. What does that mean? That means that any good that we think we have in us, we really want to search our hearts and find if it's the goodness of Jesus. 
because the goodness of Steve don't measure up because I might have lied to the so-and-so yesterday and I'm saying I'm good. But guess what? The goodness of Jesus that rests in my heart, that's what it is. Knowing Jesus and knowing the operation of how he works in my life and knowing how he is and how he made me and how to move in Jesus Christ, knowing that he's Lord. Amen. And, and that's it. Amen. So it's not your goodness. It's not your deeds. It's not your works. It is strictly by receiving Christ so that he could be that propitiation. I love the scripture. Steve always <laughs> laughs at me, but he's the propitiation for your sins. So he's the one that takes on all the things that are wrong. And, and, and he died with those. Those things are gone now. And he says, you can, by receiving me, now you can have eternal life. So for you not to fear death, you must be secure with where are you going? Where, which direction did you choose? And, and, and we know that the one to eternal life is only through Jesus Christ and any other directions, they're not going to, they're going to lead to this scripture in Matthew 25, 41 that we just read. And then the, uh, uh, the other scripture we had was Matthew 10, 28. And it says, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Oh my. So don't we, we're discussing this issue of fear. And and I looked up that word fear and that fear is 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 just to to be afraid but to have high also to have high reverence of something. So so don't don't have high reverence and give so much power into the things that are going to uh, uh, destroy the body. And and sometimes that's giving so much power to what we're hearing in the news and what we're hearing as statistics and science and all of this stuff that, you know, it can, it can lead us into a lot of fear. Yes. God created science, right? Steve. It's, yeah. There's no doubt about yeah, that. He created it, but, but he didn't, he never created it for it to bring you fear. No, he never created it for that reason. So therefore, if you start to feel fear, Something's wrong. Something is is being given to you in a in a way that you shouldn't be just open to receive it. Ask God to give you peace in that area. So so he's saying here, don't fear. Uh, uh, you should fear them that can have the ability to kill your body, but you put you in stress, put you in in a place where you're now receiving and giving power to the wrong things. Fear that, but rather there's one that can kill your soul. You know, and 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 destroy your soul sorry so that's that's what you you should have actually fear for no 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 i don't want any of this stuff to come and take away my faith in god take away my belief in god so i'm not going to give it time you know and 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 energy and what he's what he's saying is you have to understand that what type of fear he's talking about in this not in that in that instant he's talking about the reverential fear that you know i i love you and i know because you love me and because you're lord that there is a reverential fear while I'm thanking you and, 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 and always representing you and always turning it back to you with my issues and my problems and all these different things. And so we have one more scripture, and the last scripture is, is 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It reads as follows, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us power, love, and the soundness of mind. And this is how you deal with fear, the fear of death, by knowing that my mind is sound and knowing that, that I have love and the love of Christ is in me and knowing that the power of God rests ruling abide in me. And so that's where we at right now. When death comes, are we ready? When death goes, are we there? You know? And so what, what do we live for? We live because in the end we're going to die. 
and which way we die and which how we die, you know, but we die daily as believers. So that death doesn't mean a thing to us. Amen. It doesn't mean a thing because guess what? We're going to have eternal life. Amen. So I die to live. Amen. And Amen. so here we are with the G220 effect. We just want to recap and let you know to live, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And this has been the G220 effect and we're ghosts.